Hi, this is Cindy Godwin, pastor of Summit Church, and this is our chosen podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope that it helps build up your faith and remind you that God has chosen you and set you apart for His purpose. Enjoy the message. I'm really here today to bring you a message of hope and encouragement. Because I think that if I ask you how many of you need hope restored and encouragement restored, I bet you almost every hand would come up. And so I won't even bother to ask because I believe that. And then we have a great testimony of full circle redemption today. And so I'm just going to really be reading some encouragement to you today. First of all, I have a friend, and I believe I met her very supernaturally. I think I shared about her in the spring. Her name is Tammy Lynn Burdrick, and I encourage you to subscribe to her YouTube channel. It's called Rise Above with Tammy Lynn. And she's been given a mandate from the Holy Spirit, especially to, to birth, and to prophesy restoration in your homes. And even if you don't think you need restoration in your homes, how many of you would absolutely say, I don't need any restoration? I mean, we all need something restored, right? I mean, it just might be your air conditioner. But in San Antonio, we need air conditioning. I grew up in the day where there wasn't. You had air conditioning in one room. How many of you remember that day? And it was a window unit that was loud. And it was usually in the master bedroom, of which we did not have the privilege. And I can remember I would sneak in there and stand right in front of it. And it would blow out cool air and some mist as well. And so, but I can tell you for a fact... It was, we were not having the record-breaking temperatures that we're having now. So praise God for healthy air conditioners. You might think I'm a little on the kooky side, but I pray over my AC. So, so I'm going to give you three successive things that happened. How many of you were in the 11 o'clock service on Sunday? If you were in the 11 o'clock, raise your hand. Oh, goody. Well, you're just going to really like this then because most of you were not. And I, uh, Rick began to prophesy at the end of the service. And he stepped away, you know, and he wasn't looking at the, the teleprompter. And he stepped away and just opened his mouth. And he began to prophesy. And it was so powerful. So I copied it word for word. This is why live stream is so good, because you can go back, play, stop, play, stop, play, stop, play, stop. And I'm the only person I've ever known that made a D in typing, a D. Remember, D, that means poor. And so I made a D in typing. I forgot my scriptures at home, and so my daughter just sent them to me. Let's see if I can open them. Yes, thank you. And so... Tiffany, do you know how to make my phone be stuck so it doesn't keep... Do you know how to do that? Does anybody know how to make an iPhone? Rachel, you're going to hear from beautiful Rachel today. So, hallelujah. Thank you, dear. And no, my screen is not cracked. That's the screensaver. So, the young people go, why is your screen cracked? Because I have a screensaver on it or whatever it's called. So, at any rate, and don't forget to return it when we're done. Thank you. So, uh, this was on June the 12th. I opened up. She's very kind because she'll send me hard copies if I ask her. And no, she won't do that for you. You'll have to write it down yourself. But she sends me hard copies because we're friends. And so, I opened up. Thank you, dear. I opened up my, okay, there we go, email and this is what it was called, 321, the wait is over. I'm not going to read the whole word to you, but I'm reading this today because of something that happened to me. The Lord speaks to me in various ways, and sometimes that will include just the title of a movie, a video, an email. Recently, on May 22nd, I received an email from a company in which I did not open. But I saw, 321, your wait is over. 
in the subject line, and immediately I heard the Holy Spirit say, three, two, one, the wait is over. Immediately, I knew this was a personal word and a global word for the body of Christ. Several times over the last few weeks, I kept hearing three, two, one in my spirit. I could sense heaven moving and bringing about sudden release of that which God's people had been waiting on. I knew it was regarding the shockwave of his glory coming that he recently spoke to me about and in which he had me release a word to his people. Over the last few days, the Lord has been speaking the words reestablishment, reversing, and restoration to me. Today, on June 12th, these words hit my spirit with power when I received another email from the same company, which the title read, Your Wait is Over. Immediately, the Holy Spirit took me back to the email I received on May 22nd. And I knew it was time to sit down once again and write an encouraging word, now word for you, my family in Christ from the Lord. Three, two, one, the wait is over. All right, so this is June 12th. On July 15th, I was at the, they're not called hairdressers anymore, old people. They're hairstylists now, just to let you know. I was sitting in the chair of my hair stylist. And I was looking at my emails. And I looked down, and this was Z Gallery. You know what Z Gallery is? I don't read their emails. But in the subject line, it said, the wait is over, exclamation mark. A few minutes later, I got another email. This one was from Aggieland Outfitters. Because my grandson, hallelujah, is carrying on the family tradition, three generations, and going to Texas A&M. And so I ordered him some shirts from there. And you know, if you make the mistake of ordering online, from now on, you are besties. I open my email again. And in the subject line of Aggie Outfitters is, the wait is over. Indeed, it is. On 7-11, Tammy Lynn publish this word, and I want to read it to you today. And, you know, when you read a word and it has scriptures in it, you ought to look up the scriptures, which is what I did. So I'm going to read the word to you with the scriptures. Recently, the Holy Spirit has been speaking the word hasten within my spirit. As I sat with the Lord a few days ago, hasten once again came to my spirit. I then heard the Lord speak, I am bringing about your suddenly, sooner than you expected. I will hasten my word to perform it immediately. I knew this was an encouraging word for you, my brother and sister in Christ. The Lord highlighted Jeremiah 1.12 from the King James Version. Then said the Lord unto me, thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. I feel compelled to tell you, my family in Christ, that which you have believed the Lord for and have stood in faith for, the Lord is getting ready to bring into full fruition, suddenly and unexpectedly. The decrees of the Lord that he's made over you are about to suddenly happen before your eyes, Isaiah 48, 3. I have declared from the beginning the former things which happened in times past. They went forth from my mouth, and I made them known. And then suddenly I did them, and they came to pass, says the Lord. How many of you know the Lord calls the end from the beginning? He'll tell you in the beginning what the end's going to be. And if you don't give up, you will get it. If you give up, you will forfeit. The bottom line. How many professional games, I'm not reading, I'm just talking to you now. How many professional NFL, NBA, whatever, games have you ever been watching where in the last second the under, underdog won? What would have happened if they said, well, <laughs> it's over and given up? They would have lost. And so will we if we give up. The Bible says you will reap if you do not grow weary and give up. The enemy, I'm back to reading, has tried to convince many of you the promise you have been standing on, waiting for, would never be fulfilled. 
but the enemy is a liar. And that promise is going to be fulfilled because it cannot return to the Lord unfulfilled. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect, but it shall accomplish that which I please in purpose, and it will prosper in the thing for which I sent. It will. It will prosper. Your eyes have not seen nor have your ears heard of the unexpected fulfillment of the promise the Lord has for you. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 2.9 and Isaiah 64, 3 and 4. But on the contrary, as the scripture says, what I has not seen and ear has not heard and has not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared and made ready for those who love him. Isaiah 64, 3 and 4. When you did terrible things which we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. For from of old, no one has heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen a God beside you who works and shows himself active on behalf of him who earnestly waits for him. He doesn't show himself passive. He shows himself active. I sense many of you have battled discouragement because the wait has been long. But I also feel to tell you, the Lord is going to turn your disappointment into a joyful shout as he brings a sudden breakthrough that will turn everything around for you. Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a desire, when it's fulfilled, is a tree of life. The Lord says, the delay is over. I will perform my word. I have spoken, and now I will act as a keeper of my word. Ezekiel 12, 28. Therefore, it says to them, thus says the Lord God, there shall none of my words be deferred anymore. But the word which I have spoken shall be performed, says the Lord. Now to him who will do far beyond what we dreamed of, and to him be the glory forever. Amen. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who by, in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. End of word. And then Sunday came. Rick has been preaching on suddenlies. But in this particular message, it was the third in the series. You can go back. You can do the podcast on summitessay.com. You can uh, go to Facebook Live to Summit and watch it if you want to see it with your eyes. So none of this is being withheld from you. Thank God for technology. There are good things about technology. <clears throat> and so... I need to see if I can find this. Yes. And so he's preaching, and like I said, and he talked, but he, he talked about the suddenlies of the devil. And he used Proverbs 2 that says, Do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor the onslaught of the wicked when it comes, not if it comes, when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence, and he will kept your foot, keep your foot from being caught. So sometimes people read that scripture and they get scared. They go, oh, no, sudden fear when it comes. Well, no, God is saying, but I'm not going to let you be trapped in that. So that's actually a promise, an encouraging word. So he steps away from the pulpit. And I'm going to read this to you word for word. You know why? Because I took time to do it. And no, you can't screenshot my copy. Because you're not in preschool. So, in the name of Jesus, grow up. Put on your big, your big girl and boy underwear and do it yourself. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying, when you write it down, you write it in. You type it out, you type it in. And the more of your senses that you use, the more you'll retain it. So, that's why I'm not going to give you pablum. Because I, I know you all and there's not anybody in here that is 
one day old. <clears throat> the enemy has tried to convince many of you that the promise you've been standing on and waiting for will never be fulfilled. Now, I do want to tell you that I sent him this last word by Tammy Lynn, I will hasten my word. And so he texted me back, I love this, and he mentions it. Now, Pam said in the 9 o'clock service, he actually read what I just read to you. In the 11 o'clock, he just referred to it. And then he stepped away, and he started, now I'm going to start again. The enemy has tried to convince many of you that the promise you've been standing on and waiting for will never be fulfilled. The enemy is a liar, and the promise is going to be fulfilled because it cannot return to the Lord unfulfilled. I just read Isaiah 55 to you. That which God has spoken, that's what he will fulfill. He says, your eyes have not seen nor your ears heard of the fulfillment of the promises the Lord has for you. I sense many of you have been battled by discouragement because the wait has been so long. But I also feel to tell you, the Lord is going to turn your disappointments into joyful shouts as he brings a sudden and dramatic breakthrough. It will turn everything around for you. This is good news. The Lord says, the delay is over. I will perform my word, and now I will act as I am a keeper of my word. Now to him who will do far beyond what we dreamed of, to him be the glory forever and ever. Somebody shout amen, let it be so. Be expectant of God to do a sudden breakthrough, and don't run when sudden fear strikes you. Keep your eyes on the wisdom of God, the power of God, the understanding of Almighty God. He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Isaiah 26, 3. This is not permanent. I love this part. This has a shelf life. Glory to God. And it will end. When it ends, it will be suddenly. And for many, that suddenly is going to occur now. This is your time. This is your moment. The good news for, your watching, for you watching online or in this room, that hope, that promise is for those that belong to our Lord Jesus Christ. And he prayed, thank you for a suddenly as unusual, significant turnarounds in unusual ways. I receive your word, Lord. Now, now, when he read that, it took everything in my human being. Because I saw myself doing this. To not stand up and begin shouting. That's what went off inside of me. I wanted to stand up and I wanted to start jumping like a rabbit and shouting. And I thought, I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't care if I get escorted out of the service. But I did not want to disrespect Rick. And so instead, I started applauding. And of course, you know, when one person claps, everybody claps, even though they don't know what they're clapping about. <laughs> and I clapped, and I clapped, and I clapped, and I clapped. And Rick was praying, and I think he was leading people in a salvation prayer. By then, I was in a different realm. And I had a vision, not this kind of vision, but the kind that happens on the inside of you. Don't ignore those. All of us have a movie screen on the inside of us. We all do, every one of us. And the Holy Spirit likes to project his images on that movie screen. Now, the devil does too. But it's not hard to silence him. You just open your mouth and say, in the name of Jesus, I bind your voice. I will not listen to you. But if you don't speak to it, it's going to keep happening. Why? Because thoughts do not command thoughts. Words command thoughts. We know this, right? So you have to speak out loud. And so in what I saw on the inside of me, I saw Jesus. I mean, I saw Jesus. And he was holding a round tray. It was like, like this. It was big. And he comes to me and he hands me this tray. And I'm in a lower position than him. I don't know how low, but I just know he was standing and I wasn't. And I reached up to the tray and I picked something off the tray. And I read what it said. And it was an enormous blessing. And I was happy with what I got off the tray. But when I looked up, 
Jesus' eyes were locked on mine. And I immediately saw, and this sounds strange to you, how many of you have a dog? If you have a dog. How many of you, your dog, when you are eating, does not move from beneath your feet? And Randy and I are just mesmerized because my dog, Winnie, will look up and she's got, her eyes are like saucers, like in one of those Disney characters. She's a little dog, you know, 6.87 pounds. But her eyes are bigger than her body. And she'll look up with her big eyes and she won't even blink. She'll just stare at me. And, that, and I say that to say that's the intensity that Jesus was looking at me. Except the role was reversed. Because he wasn't waiting for me to feed him. He was waiting for me to take everything off of that tray. Because he's prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And on that table is everything you and I could ever need. Every answer, every defeat of every foe is on the table he's prepared for us in the presence of our enemies. And so I took the whole tray and I want to encourage you to do the same. So I just wanted to share that with you today to encourage you and build you up. The wait is over. God is hastening his word to perform it. Why is the wrong question? The right question is, where do we go from here and what do you want me to do, Lord? And I heard uh, Bill Johnson and some of you know that his wife transitioned to heaven last week and uh, was very sad to all of us. And he spoke a few days after her departure in the pulpit and he said something that was so significant. He said, she's finished her last chapter, and I'm beginning my new chapter, and I'm just asking the Lord what it looks like. And so even when we've been through a sudden fear, even when we've been through a horrible time, even when we've been through a very sad loss, we have to ask the Lord, what does my new chapter look like? He does have one. So before Rachel comes up, Karen, Cade, come up here real quickly for me. Uh, I, I told you I was going to do this. This is, this is going to be really quick. But last, last uh, year, Karen shared, and I'll just give her background. She's my neighbor. And I had a prophetic person come to me and tell me, remember the name Karen. He said, I have a, a, a significant thing. I'm going to connect you with her, but don't worry about it. And so months went by. And I would see her all the time. She has two Yorkies, two Yorkies, Lou and Oscar. And I would see her walking her Yorkies, and they're older gentlemen. And how many of you know older dogs don't like puppies? And so Winnie would, you know, was always in attack mode, and Oscar and Louie were like, get out of my face, we'll eat you. And so Karen and I would briefly talk, and she's holding back her dog, and I'm holding back my dog. And um, one day, this happened again, and I walked in the house, shut the door, and the Holy Spirit said, go back and ask her her name. So I open the door, I run out, and I go, I'm sorry, what is your name? And she said, Karen. And so I had her over, and I learned her testimony that she had her first husband had departed, and her, she remarried, and her second husband at seven years, had gone to heaven. And she got up, and it was the same year this had happened and gave a powerful testimony. So I just want her to tell you what's happened now. <laughs> totally unprepared here. Um, okay, so in the past year and a half, um, my sister, after my husband died, she told me I needed to get out of the house and do something. So I started going dancing at Martina Social Club down south with her whenever she was there. And um, over the course of a year, met lots of people, but nobody that really, you know, just nice dance partners. Um, July 17th, a year ago, I decided I really did not like being alone, so I made a list, front page of notebook paper, <clears throat> excuse me, 
Um, so 26 lines, several points on each line of what I would want my soulmate to be if God chose to bless me with another husband. Um, so I started praying over that list, and I would pray not only those specific points, but I also would pray for whomever this person was, that God would keep him safe, that God would keep his heart pure, that God would protect him, um, all those things. Well, May 15th, a gentleman that I had seen out at Martinez Social Club several times but had never danced with, um, we finally danced for the first time. And um, the next week he asked me if I dated, and I said I was open to that. And we got engaged on the 14th of June. <laughs> and he's cute, too. He's cute, too. Um, and we are going to be married on September the 10th. So the funny thing was, was that I told him I had this list, and I prayed over this list for this person to come, and I said, you have ticked every box except two. So out of everything I prayed for, the only things that were not in alignment with what I was looking for, he's outside of the age range just a little bit, and he's not a big fan of cats, but I don't have a cat. No, that's not a, that's not a deal breaker. <laughs> Those are not deal breakers, either one. We're not deal breakers. But he likes Louie and Oscar. He does love Louie and Oscar. He does. He does. So he's a wonderful Christian man. He is just, he's just a sweetheart. So God has certainly answered my prayers. And he has a job. He does. God gave Adam a job before he gave him a wife. <laughs> yeah. So Praise God. So I just anyway, rejoice with you. So we have, as Sandy said, I've come full circle from yeah, being. Yes, she has. With no husband to now being having a new one. Amen. I'm so happy Thank for you. you, Karen. Thank you, Dorian. Thank you. Okay, Miss Rachel, it's your turn. This is our sweet Rachel, and she's helped us so much. She's always in the back, hiding behind the sound booth, making everything work right, putting up with my technology expertise. And uh, she has a lot of full circle redemption stories. And so I asked her to come and share hers. Oh, and by the way, we will not meet next week because it's Vacation Bible School. But we will meet back in two weeks. Another powerful testimony. Can't wait. I cannot wait for her to give it. And so don't come now. Or if you come next week, you volunteer for VBS. Okay? All right. Welcome, Rachel Davis. Thank you, Sandy. I always like to start things with honor, so thank you, Sandy, for allowing me to speak. I have actually never given my testimony to a group of people, so... Love that for you guys. Um, what's funny, I'm going to start at the end now, Karen. My wedding date is also September 10th, so I love that. And we started dating on June 14th. Come so on. So I think the Holy Spirit is so funny. I knew that was going to happen. Yep. So I love that for you. I also made a list, but I'll get to that. Um, so my story is actually take you back to when I was 15. I'm 26 now. I started to date a guy in high school who wasn't great. And it went from not great to full-on abusive uh, for a long time. And because your teenagers are a lot smarter than you give them credit for, I was successfully able to hide it from my parents through the entire time. So until the day it ended, they had inklings, but they didn't know for sure. Um, so... Flash forward to I am 17, the abuse was in every way that you can think of, and it had gone on for a solid two years at this point. And my boyfriend decided he was just kind of over me and beat me up pretty badly. I, by the grace of God, survived and got away, and it wasn't until I was like halfway home driving that it all hit me what happened. So I just started to cry. Somehow I still managed to drive home and I just ran into my parents' bedroom. I shook my mom awake and she was just like, what's wrong? And it was like word vomit, like all the words were coming out at once. And so she took me out of her room because my dad was just knocked out. And so she was like, you're crying. I don't know what you're saying. Let's go to the hallway. And so then she noticed there were bruises on my neck, cuts all over my body. 
And so her being a mom, she was very gentle and talked very softly to me the whole time and let me just, again, word vomit everything out. And she cleaned up all my wounds and eventually she got me settled. And this was the first point that I knew God wasn't gonna just redeem me, he was gonna redeem my whole family. So my mom got me to fall asleep. It probably was six in the morning at this point. We stayed up all night long because it happened in the middle of the night. And she went on our back porch and she just started praying for me. And that was the first time my mom ever spoke in tongues and it just happened. And then she was like, suddenly I was outside for two hours and the sun was up and I, I just kind of you know, was in a trance. And she didn't tell me that until later. Um, but I wanna say probably around the same time she was speaking in tongues, I woke up and I just laid there and was like, God, I'm either going to end my life today or you're gonna do something because I can't keep going like this. Like I just had nothing else. And right as I finished that sentence, my best friend walked through my bedroom door and we just both started to cry. My mom had called her or sent her a text in the night. And so as soon as she woke up, she just got in her car and came over. And it was in that moment that she just hugged me and was like, we're gonna get through this. So I knew, I was like, okay, that was the sign, God, I got it. But then more things started to happen. My sister, uh, she was like two weeks postpartum at the time. She came in crying and you know, I, I don't know why, but I was comforting her and that she's my older sister, so she got mad. She's like, that's not your job. And I just remember like that made us both laugh that I was telling her it was okay and I'm okay and I wasn't okay, but it was going to be okay and she knew that deep down. Um, so even in that moment, my sister had just had my niece, so there was death and new life happening all at the same time, which, you know, that's how God works. There's never a time where redemption and resurrection don't go hand in hand, if you ask me. So that point, that day actually was seven years ago, about a week ago now. It happened in July. Uh, so this year makes seven full years since I've been out of it. And of course, that is the number of completions. So I don't think that's a coincidence that this is the year that I'm getting married. And it, I met my fiance at 25. So it was a full 10 years later that I met the right man for me, the man I was supposed to marry. And, and I laughed the first time we met that we both had stories of redemption and Sandy didn't know that, but he was married before. So I'm gonna be his second wife. Also a funny thing we have in common, Karen. Um, but he always said that I was, the answers to prayers he didn't know he was asking. Oh. And I love that, of course. But I had made a list, a husband list, uh, when I had finally come back to church when I was like 19. And I went to the college ministry then and someone in the college ministry encouraged me to do it. I buried that list away and it sat for six years until I found it once I met my fiance, I was moving and I found the list again. And I looked at it and he had every single thing on the list down to this, the silly things that I was like, I know we're not supposed to test you, God, but I'm gonna see how far your sense of humor is gonna stretch on this one. And God laughed back at me and gave me every single thing. Um, the silliest one that I always think of, I'm 5'2", so everyone's taller than me. So I said, I just want a husband who's tall enough that I can wear any size heel that I want to and he'll still be taller than me. My fiance is 6'3", so you're not gonna catch me wearing seven inch heels, but I could do it and he would still be taller. So I always laugh at that, that God was like, he heard all the prayers, even the ones that I never prayed out loud. And like, he would just drop little things in my heart of like, remember that day you asked me for this? Like, do you see it? And so I always just laugh that God redeemed things that I didn't even know needed redeeming. And I'm sure there's things he's still gonna redeem. Like. My fiance, since he was married, he has two children. And I kind of wrote off being a mom because of what happened to me. Like, I don't know if it'll happen. I'm believing God for it, but you just never really know when you've been abused. So I get to be a mom, whether I get to have children or not. And God was like, I always told you you would have kids. I'm like, yeah, I didn't think it'd look like this, God, but that's just how God is, you know? He does things in ways that we don't expect. And <laughs> it's just always funny to me. I just kind of sit back and chuckle and how many things God was like, I'm gonna do this for you. And years passed before it actually happened. And 
that kind of makes me feel old saying that, but <laughs> I'm not that old. So, you know, I think it's just encouraging that I might be a young person, but I feel like I've lived many lives because of what's happened. But if God will do it for me, he'll do it for you. It doesn't matter how small. And things that I was like, this is never going to happen for me. I didn't even think I'd get married. When God called me to be a pastor, I was like, okay, I'm going to be like the Apostle Paul and just have a lot of spiritual kids. That's totally fine. Like, maybe I'm not cut out for marriage. And then every person I've talked to is our premarital couple. Like, they're... They're like, you're going to be a great wife. So that's very encouraging because I just wrote it off. I just was like, it's okay, God, me and you, that's all I need. And he was like, you're right, but I'm going to give you more than that because you don't just need to settle for enough. I'm going to give you more than enough. So it's always crazy. And today, Karen, if you want to know, marks 53 days until our wedding day. And I just think that's beautiful that... (laughs) It's been seven full years, 10 full years since things have happened. And there's just such a sense of it's, it is redeemed. It is something new. And everyone told me I would be stepping into a new season. And I kind of just chuckled. It's like, well, of course, being married is a new season. But the closer I get to it, the more I'm like, yeah, this is a harvest of things planted 10, seven years ago that I never thought would come to fruition. And I was weary many times. I, I can say that confidently, but... God never failed to come in and give me strength and remind me, like, it's going to be okay. Like, he never told me how. He would just always be like, it's okay. And that was always enough. So if you're hanging on by the thread of Jesus as him, that's okay. (laughs) You're going to make it, I promise. And again, you know, if God will do it for me, I thought I was too broken. Like, nobody would want damaged goods. Nobody's going to want to marry me. Like, that narrative rolled in my head on my movie screen for years. And now it's like, that's not true. You know, God redeemed me every step of the way at the cross and now every single day, you know, and it's, he's going to keep redeeming things. And I can't wait to tell you guys about that too. That's all, Sandy. Outstanding, Rachel. Stay up here with me, sweetie. Outstanding job, sweetie. That was so good. Okay, so... I think you can see a theme here. And what I, I love the fact, do you see how God is hastening his word? They didn't know what I was doing today. And I, honestly, I mean, I didn't know Karen's testimony, but I didn't know all that. Is your mother here? No. Why? She told me she was coming. She's doing wedding things for me. Oh, okay. Well, that's an excuse. That's an excuse. Yeah. But he hastened over his word. He hastened his word. And, you know, some translations say he watches over his word. I forgot to mention, or Karen, you didn't mention that her future husband is also a widower. And so they're just, God is so amazing. Isn't he amazing? But so here's what I want to do. I want an agreement with Rachel. If you have let, listen to me, your past hurts, wounds, damages, define you in any way. See, she was in danger of letting what happened to her define her. I don't know if you pick that up. But the enemy loves to define us by the works he's committed against us, by the sudden fears, the sudden traumas. That's all the works of darkness. He likes to define us by that. So if you are in that position or condition, and you know this is a safe place, and this is what we always do in session two, we take these powerful testimonies. I wouldn't think that was your first time. You did a great job. You'll be doing that more. These powerful testimonies of full circle redemption from horrific abuse to full restoration with children. And I think it was Mother's Day. They, you, the three of you look like three chicks. They were dressed all alike, two little girls. And Rachel, it reminded me of early, early, early days where Cindy, none of you except Pam, will remember this. She and her girls wore the same dresses. And they would just walk into church. It was the cutest thing. Like Mama Duck and her two little ducklings. It was so sweet. And that's what Rachel was doing. So another full circle. And so if that's you, if you, if in any way you have let the lies of your past hurts and wounds define you, I want you to stand up and we're going to pray.
And here we have somebody that has suffered. And you heard Karen, she suffered. It would have been so easy for Karen to say, well, I'm not, you know, going through this again. I've had two husbands die. Forget it. Forget men. Apparently, men have a problem. And, but I remember, I think it was when Tiffany gave her testimony, when Tiffany Stevens, was that when things changed? Some of you were here when Tiffany Stevens gave her testimony of a full circle redemption. And you can go back and find it somewhere on Facebook Live. I don't remember which one it was. But I asked if you are believing God, because Tiffany had been hopeless. And I, if I recall, she'd never even been married. And God literally brought her Prince Charming, literally. And if you want to be married again, you believe God has a husband for you. Stand up. And I remember, Karen, you stood up. And now God did it. So if in any way the enemy's lies, you have struggled with him defining you by that damage, I want you to stand up right now. We're going to pray. Come on. Stand up. Don't delay. You know, if you delay, then you lose your opportunity. Anybody else? Okay. Rachel? Father, we come to you now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask that you search their hearts, search their minds, find the places where they've grabbed hold of their chains and they've become comfortable. Mm -hmm. Make them so uncomfortable, God, that they have to throw their chains off and they no longer let those things that Amen. the enemy has labeled them or called them mm -hmm. or pulled them towards define them any longer, God. I plead the blood of Jesus over every person's mind and heart here, Father, that your blood is enough, that your grace is sufficient, that you will bind up and heal their wounds. Yes. And if they need to rest, let them find rest in you, Father, because it is a journey. It won't happen overnight sometimes. Deep wounds take a long time to heal. I ask that you do it suddenly, God, but if you don't do it suddenly, I ask that they still praise you and that they stay faithful to the healing journey, that they can know who they are, that they are bought and redeemed. Amen. They are more precious than rubies. They are daughters of the Most High King. And whatever they have on their tray that you're trying to give them, God, let them grab it with full faith, with boldness to know that it does belong to them, that if you called them to it, you're going to fulfill your word, that if there's something that they have let die, you are resurrecting it now in the name of Jesus. And I ask that it be quicker than Lazarus, that the tears of Jesus, let, let it water the seeds that they just buried long ago, Father. Let them know that there's nothing too small. Every single thing that is in their heart that they want, that you see aligns with their plan, let it be done, Father Amen. God. I ask that if there's anything unspoken, that you give them the words to say yes, it. Lord. I ask that you give them the prayers, the words, the scriptures, whatever it is, Father, that's going to bring them hope, that's going to bring them life, just like you did for me, God. If you've done it for me, you'll do it for others. Right. So I'm asking right. for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. I ask that you do it quickly, Father yes, Lord, God. Quick work. Fill them with faith. In fill Jesus them with hope. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen and amen. Rachel, thank you. Excellent job. Walda, come up here with me. While she's coming, okay, we're just going to, I'm going to remind you now, please listen to Sunday service. You need that to hear Rick's message. It was magnificent. And then do what I did. At the very end, he's going to say, Sandy Ross sent me this word, a word, gave me a word. And it's what I read today. And then he starts to prophesy. Write it down. Speak it over yourself. We are in a season of suddenlies. But you're not going to get it if you don't catch it. So I don't know. I, I saw you back there and the Lord said, call her up. So say something. Something. Don't be smart. I know. You know I love you. I just walked in and heard redemption mm -hmm. yeah. in the room. And when I heard that word, my spirit just leaped because I am a story of redemption. Amen. And Saturday, I had a celebration that the pandemic tried to hold back, that Satan tried to hold back, that the... It, that what the enemy tried to steal from me, God redeemed Amen. this past Saturday. And coming from 
a life with a child out of wedlock, a divorcee, and a new marriage that was on the brink of failing. By the age of 25, I stand here today with the power and the anointing of God upon my life as a story Hallelujah. of redemption. Amen, amen, amen. No, tell some more. You're not done. <laughs> Everybody loves having me for a friend. So, Pam, I just, can I, can I get that? Book real quick. I just want to share something. Amen. Because my celebration was the book that I had written pre-pandemic that couldn't get here or to the place where it belonged until post-pandemic. And I shared about expectation and the power of expectation. Now, y'all, I'm up here without my readers. Oh, these are, anybody have cheaters on you? <laughs> anybody got some cheaters anybody in the have room? Cheaters? But I, I, I talked about expectation, and I had an expectancy that God will do just what he said. And sometimes we battle. Oh, Lord, that's a battle. <laughs> sometimes... Sometimes we battle with expectation, and the battle is because the enemy comes to kill, he comes to steal, and he comes to destroy. But Jesus said that I came that we may have life and have it abundantly. And if we don't set an expectation, if we don't have an, a hope, which is the anchor for our soul, Amen. the enemy will sway us to and fro. Sandra Ross, you didn't know I was a preacher. I did too. <laughs> I did know that actually. <laughs> but the, the enemy will cause us if we don't set a pattern of expectation that God will do just what he said, the enemy will push us. And I set this example. Push me, Sandy Ross. The enemy will push <laughs> us, but if we don't, I'm strong. You have to resist. I know because <laughs> you're a Marine. <laughs> but the enemy will push us, and if we do not resist him, we find ourselves out of the zone and out of the expectations and the hopes that God has set for That's us. Right. But when we, I'm not going to push you hard because she's so beautiful and, and dainty. But it, when we press against the enemy, when we press, we exert force, and when we exert force, we build strength. That's right. And we have to strengthen our That's expectation. Right. We have to strengthen our resolve that God is for me right. and not against That's me. That's right. And if God is for us, who can, be can us. be against us? Amen? Amen and amen to that. Were you going to read from your book? I was, well, then, but I got excited. I know. So in the battle of expectation, expectation is this, a strong belief that something will happen or be the case. It's our hope, our anticipation, our faith, our trust, our belief system. Amen. And there's a battle taking place, and you and I are in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Mm -hmm. A war is going on. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to stand? Mm -hmm. What are you doing to stand your ground and stand firm. Are you in the fight or are you on the sidelines watching the fight? There's no time to be oblivious as to what's going on around you. Every morning you awaken and turn on the news, you see injustice, racial profiling, political wars, school shootings. Now keep in mind, I wrote this three years ago. What do we see today? The, all of those. Nations crumbling. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, you have to deal with situations in your own home, your marriage, your relationships, your children, your jobs, your careers, and so much more. And at the core of all that is going on, you're in a fight against your thrive for life, hope, faith, and trust. Mm -hmm. This war is a matter of life and death. Yes, it is. What you have to understand is there are things taking place in another realm, a spiritual realm. And yes, I'm talking about Satan. Though you cannot see him, he is a spirit and he is very real. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The enemy has waged war against you. 
He has set tactics to distract you, deceive you, and disrupt your life by any means necessary. We don't have time, people, to stand on the sidelines no, and watch, to watch the fight. No. We must be in the fight every single day. And the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent takes it by force. If you're not taking it back by force, you're just a wimp and you're, I get you're that word from it. Sandy. I get that word from Sandy, but we're wimping out. We can't afford to be soft believers, no. soft Christians, passive Christians. God wants us to be a radical believer, taking everything the enemy has stolen back by force. Amen. Amen. Recover all. We have to have the spirit of a warrior. So this book that I have written is entitled A Warrior's Sword, 10 Strategies to Build Hope and Stand Strong in the Midst of Your Battles. Amen. 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 How can they get that, Walter? So this book is available on Amazon. Amazon. However, I'm boycotting Amazon at the moment Never because mind. they've raised the price and and slow on shipping. However, comma, God made other means available. It's on barnesandnoble.com. It's on christianbook.com. It's at Walmart and target.com. So God made it available that we don't have to depend on Amazon. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Walda. Great job. And I didn't know you were a preacher. What do you mean I didn't know? Of course I did. I knew. Well, that didn't stir you up. Or, or how, what is that expression? If that didn't light your fire, your wick is wet. Thanks again for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend. You can hear more messages by visiting chosenessay.com. Be sure to follow us at Chosen Essay on Facebook and Instagram.